Hey, welcome to this special episode of the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast. I'm your host, Mike McGarry. I'm the founder and director of Youth Pastor Theologian. And if you've been following along online with what has been happening with YPT, then you'll know that we're currently in the process of becoming a, a sustainable and um, full-time ministry, which has been really exciting. And that's been in uh, in large thanks to a ministry based out of Canada called Prepare to Answer. Uh, Prepare to Answer focuses on apologetics for the next generation to help the next generation think like Jesus, to develop a biblical and theological worldview And so uh, instead of them just growing bigger and bigger and bigger, their heart has been uh, to help like-minded ministries like Youth Pastor Theologian and like another ministry that you'd hear about in this podcast called Truth Snack. Uh, And so these uh, other ministries are coming alongside under the oversight and supervision of Prepare to Answer to learn the organizational leadership. Uh, and the fundraising and all the administrative things that go into leading a an effective and fruitful ministry for the next generation. And so this episode it will give you a behind-the-scenes look at what's happening with Youth Pastor Theologian. It'll also introduce you to Prepare to Answer and to Truth Snack. And so I'm really excited for the YPT audience to learn more about these really valuable and important ministry partners uh, that you'll be seeing and hearing from a lot more often moving forward with Youth Pastor Theologian. And so here's your introduction to Scott Steen and Sean Walker and Matt Belfay in this special episode uh, from the Prepare to Answer podcast featured here on the YPT podcast. Thanks for listening. But the other thing he's enabled us to do is he allowed us to, to build a ministry that that is sustainable. We have this, this wonderful community of supporting partners, and now we've been doing it for 10 years. And I think the aha moment for us became, Sean, is how do we expand that reach and impact? And it's not necessarily in growing prepared to answer bigger. Maybe God, right. what God wants us to do is simply take what he's given us and help others to replicate it. In, in their own corner of the world. Welcome to a Prepared to Answer podcast. My name is Sean Walker, and I'm excited to welcome you to a special podcast. We're excited to introduce you to a couple of ministries that are part of a new initiative from Prepared to Answer, and we're calling it Prepared to Answer Go, and we're launching it today on this podcast. And so I'm happy to welcome Mike McGarry from Youth Pastor Theologian and Matt Belfay from Truth Snack, both part of our Prepare Dancer Go ministry initiative. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having us. And uh, as always, we have Scott. Scott, how are you today? Good morning, Sean. Yeah, good to see you. Good. Uh, So what we thought we would do today is we want to tell you a story of how God has been working in our ministry in new and exciting ways that has both humbled us and gave us great joy and to see where the Lord is moving and working in the Prepare Dancer ministry. And maybe the best place to start, Scott, is with Prepare Dancer. Uh, so for those okay. listeners that have joined us that maybe don't know our history, uh, kind of where we came from, where we started, Scott, maybe we can, we can just start with that. What is Prepare Dancer? What is our vision and our mission? Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's amazing to think about. Um, I mean, this year we are actually celebrating our 10th anniversary, Sean, and I don't know where 10 years went. <laughs> yeah. um, the one thing I can say is that where we are today is not where we thought we would be 10 years ago. But I think that just, you know, that just lends itself to your, the whole point you just made is that God works in ways that we don't expect. Um, I'll just give a the, kind of the quick, I guess, the, the Coles Notes version of, of our story. So, um, I came out of pastoral ministry, so I pastored mm-hmm. in a, a Baptist church for 11 years. Um, I still have a pastor's heart. I love the local church. Uh, the local church is the, the body of Christ, and I think God is looking to transform the world through local churches, through his church. While in pastoral ministry, uh, I just began looking at the landscape of our changing culture, and in particular, how it's in influencing and impacting the next generation. And that's just really where God started to, to start a, a work in my heart of, of just maybe seeing how he wanted to use my gifts and my passions and talents in a different way 
to serve the church. Um, at that time, I had been studying and doing some uh, some master's work in Christian apologetics. I'd been listening to people as well as talking to others uh, about seeing the need within the church that, especially in the, the emerging generation, so many needs they had. But one of the things that they were calling for was just that the church would be a place where they could get real answers to many of the difficult questions, the faith questions they had. And yeah, just God just started to, to impress on me, you know what? I think he wanted me to just address that in some way. I didn't know, but just took a, a step of faith. And uh, my wife and I decided that I would just conclude pastoral ministry. But he's also allowed me then, he allowed me to start prepared to answer. Uh, the, the focus of our ministry really has been uh, to serve the local church in areas of training in Christian apologetics and worldview formation. So really mm -hmm. trying to help train the next generation to think biblically and see the world through a gospel lens. Yeah, where I started was probably with, with you know, with tradition, what would be considered traditional apologetics. So defenses mm -hmm. of things like uh, defending Jesus' resurrection, defending the reliability of scriptures, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, rational or reasoned arguments for God's existence, which I still think are really important. Mm -hmm. uh, but in time, uh, my focus really started to shift as, as the real changes in culture started to become very apparent, especially in areas around identity formation, sexuality, and those kinds of things, mm -hmm. that much of my attention started to shift toward cultural apologetics, which, which I think you could loosely describe as, as helping Christians, I, su I suppose, respond to the conflicting or challenging ideas from culture that, mm -hmm. would, that would confront a Christian worldview and seek to present an, a, an alternate story of existence. And so really started to speaking into those areas. We did that for about five or six years and then realized, you know, we our, our focus really was serving local churches in our region. So I would literally go to partner churches and, and bring, you know, just teaching seminars, things like that. We soon just came to realize that there's only so many nights of the week and weekends and places that I can drive to. And we started asking how God, how can we increase our impact and expand our reach? And yeah. that's where we really started to, to turn our focus toward, you know, the, the, the real potential there is through online ministry. Not that we've stopped serving local churches. We just kind of added to, we've, we've taken what we've been doing and we're, we're moving much of that content to our, our online platforms, really to augment and simply expand the reach of what we've already been doing. Yeah, so we, we, were, we were moving to online and that was happening, but kind of at the same time, we're talking about, you know, how do we, like you said, expand, increase our impact. Uh, mm -hmm. And we have a wonderful uh, support base of partners praying for us, uh, supporting us financially. And so kind of at that same time that we moved online, we're we're thinking, you know, how do we increase? And so traditionally, most organizations would think, Okay, let's let's add someone. Let's add another mm -hmm. staff, you know, someone else that could maybe go out to churches, could add online content, you know, come underneath that prepared dancer umbrella uh, so that we could grow and and again, you know, increase our impact. So we're having that conversation, yeah. we're talking, we're praying about it. Things just, Scott, they're they're just not kind of coming in into place, you know, you know, someone here, someone there, it just, the fit wasn't there. And so kind of, I guess this would be around 2020, I think, you know, RZIM kind of started happening. Uh, we, we start kind of getting news about RZIM. And, uh, and at that time, you know, this was kind of the pinnacle organization for apologetics. So, you know, lots of, of people in that organization uh, doing great work, but things around that time kind of started falling apart, which made us kind of pause a bit. But then also, uh, excellent article by uh, Alistair McGrath in Christianity Today came out and started talking about doing apologetics, and he's British, so he was talking about doing apologetics in the pub. And so, okay, that was kind of interesting. We don't have a lot of pubs in Canada, but okay, what, what's he talking about? And basically what he was saying was, you know, in light of RZIM, there's a role for apologetics to, to be done in the communities where the apologists are, that maybe it's most effective in a community that you are kind of 
connected with. So in Alistair's article, he's talking about pubs, right? We need, we need more apologists and pubs that know, you know, the culture and that kind of thing. And so that, that really got us thinking about, right, what, what ministry could yeah. look like. Yeah. And you know what, if I can, if I can just jump in and add to that, Sean, I mean, yeah, he, he kind of made the mention of pubs and I don't think, you know, not specifically meaning, oh, we're looking for people who do ministry in pubs, but for him, I think that was a good, uh, that was a good metaphor, I think, for really what he was describing is a shift away from, I think, the, the institutional model of in that specifically apologetics ministry um, moving more towards recognizing that, and I remember he said this directly, he said, you know, today with today's, uh, landscape and today's also today's culture, particularly among the, the emerging generation who are looking for community, they're looking for authenticity, they're looking for, you know, real people. I think his point really was that, you know, the, the era, I think of the celebrity, you know, ministry headed by, you know, the, the big figure name with mm-hmm. a group of followers. He really saw that as kind of being an old model that really is no longer going to serve the church. The the pub, his reference to being pub being, you don't have to be a celebrity anymore to garner a following. All you need is to have something worthwhile to say. And with the with the, the advent of digital media and digital communities, you can you can amass a following of people who who are interested in what you have to say. And, and also because uh, there just, there's just so many unique voices that can speak into the, the different, I guess, the different cultures, different settings, the different places in life where people find themselves. There's just a, a, a much wider variety uh, of ministries that could be, that could be birthed, um, but, but at a much smaller scale. That was where the light for you and, and me in particular really went off. Mm-hmm. To realize, you know, I think what we had been thinking, envisioning was that God was going to grow prepared to answer in time, kind of in the the typical fashion we think, will grow the institution. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know what, he was just kind of blocking all along. It just did not seem to be a way opening for that to happen. And then suddenly we realized, you know, what God has really, really he's really blessed us as a ministry with, you know, we have a community we serve. We have a voice. We we speak to a need uh, with the with the gifts and the talents God's given us as a ministry. But the other thing He's enabled us to do is He allowed us to to build a ministry that that is sustainable. We have this this wonderful community of supporting partners who who are behind our mission as a ministry, enable us to do it. And now we've been doing it for ten years. And I think the aha moment for us became Sean is how do we expand that reach and impact. And it's not necessarily in growing prepared to answer bigger. Maybe God, right. what God wants us to do is simply take what he's given us and help others to replicate it in, in their own corner of the world. And I think that's just where for us the light came on and we went, aha. Yeah. Now, now before we go on to that, though, there was a period of, of almost mourning when Scott realized he wasn't going to be the celebrity that he thought he was going to be. And I'm not so, sure mourning's the right word. I, I, I think celebration was the right word. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was probably another confirmation of the way to go. Yeah. That, yeah, I, I don't that have to get hair implants. I don't have to dye my hair. And, yeah. That's right. That's right. So we've come to this point where like, Lord, we think we're speaking, you're speaking to us in this way. We're excited about mm-hmm. this. Who's who's that person? Who Who's that next uh, prepared dancer or whatever. Where do we even start? Be. Where do we even begin, where, Lord? <laughs> where do we put that that want ad out in the news? Like, how does that even happen, Lord? And uh, it was through, I think it was through a Facebook post from another apologist that you'd worked with before. Um, yeah, Wes Huff, Wes Huff uh, who's an apologist, yeah. and we've interviewed him before on our podcast, and he's a he's a colleague here in our area. And he had done a, an interview with someone and he posted it on Facebook and said, hey, check out this uh, video interview I just did with my new friend, Matt. Yeah. And I was looking at Facebook and I clicked on it and I said, oh, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we kind of looked at some of that stuff and, and we took, a, I guess, a leap of faith and, uh, and sent, uh, I think it was a Facebook message to, to Matt saying, Hey, Matt, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but something to the effect of, you know, what's your ministry all about? Love to talk to you. 
And, uh, and Matt, maybe you can kind of pick up on getting that Facebook message from out of nowhere from these weird guys at Prepare Dance. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> yeah. just about to go on Facebook and yeah. go try to find it, but whatever. I'll just try to tap into my memory okay, okay. of what happened. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I got a message from yeah. some guy named Sean. And I was like, I don't know. This is something that happens sometimes where people will reach out and they'll say like, hey, are you, I want to talk about YouTube or ministry or stuff. And, you know, and normally they want to talk about like, how did, how do you start a YouTube channel and, you know, what works and what doesn't and that kind of stuff. And, and I'm normally happy to entertain those conversations, but I think I was just having a stressful week. And so I was like, hey, Sean, yeah, uh, yeah, there's this Facebook group where there's like YouTubers and we talk about YouTube. So like, check that out. And, uh, thanks for reaching out, you know, and, yep. and yep. that was what I thought was going on. <laughs> So maybe kind of leading up to that Facebook message, what was happening with you in your life, Matt, and with your ministry, True Snack? Kind of like where were you at? What was what was True Snack? Where was, what was I happening? on the timeline? Yeah. Um, well, it's it's interesting to hear your side of the story because there's a lot more like pain and trepidation. Um, sorry to say, I feel like I had the easy easy <laughs> side of all this, sure. but where you're reading articles and figuring out how to do apologetics in the pub, and I'm just living my life. But I was youth pastoring in Ottawa, and my wife and I had felt called to. Um, well, she's she's going to pursue a PhD at uh, University of Saint Andrews in art and theology. And so we had decided we were going to do that. And then I, I was like, okay, I need to find a job in Scotland because that's where St. Andrews is. And um, we're moving there. And, and so just feeling the pressure of that and the unknowns of all that, but knowing that God is leading us. And so we're going to take a step out. And then I said to my wife, you know what I really actually want to do is I just want to do Truth Snack full time. Like I had in 2017 started a, a channel online where I was talking about doubt and apologetics. And I had just been like growing through that and it had been growing and it, but it's really something I had been doing on evenings and weekends, just kind of as a passion project. But I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is the dream. Like I would love to do truth snack and just be like in Scotland working on this ministry. And she had faith enough to be like, well, let's pray about it. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> let's pray about it. Sure. I'm not going to say no to prayer. So we were praying like every day that God would provide an opportunity. Uh, specifically, it was that God would provide a creative way to make this possible. My wife's an artist. So it's like creativity is a big part of like how she views God, our God. So a creative way to make this possible. And we had discussed that for it to be possible, it, by our estimation, it would require a few things a charitable number and some organization and that kind of stuff. And, and those things were really clear to us of what it would take for Truth Snack to successfully launch full time. Do you want me to keep going in the story <laughs> from that point? <laughs> yeah, You'll never yes, believe what happened yes, next. I want, to, I want to see what happened. Tune in happened. next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so, so that's when you reached out. And, and I was, and I just kind of was like, okay, here's a person and that's fine. But then you said, no, I'd really, I'd really like to meet and chat. And I said, okay, sure. Let's, let's find a time. That's fine. So we scheduled a time. And when I showed yes. up to that time, then there was this other guy there, Scott. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but you didn't tell God. me there were going to be two of you. So all of, oh, all no. of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness, what is happening here? And you guys start talking all about this long journey of realizing that, you know, you want to grow, but maybe it's not growing into this huge organization. And, and it was just a lot of like backstory. And I was like, they're going somewhere here, but like, I'm just waiting for them to say what they're really thinking. Um, needless to say, I think I, I can say for everyone that finally you were kind of like, Hey, you know, would you be interested in kind of finding a way to launch this? And what if we tried to help you? And would you be interested in that? You know, and, Need, like, yeah. and you didn't know that this is exactly what I've been praying for, um, you know? And so if anything, man, I just wish yeah. prayers were always this easy. You know, you pray for exactly what you want and <laughs> weeks later, God uh, provides exactly what you want. But, you know, it was taking yeah. years in the process. And and I really just believe that he was preparing this path um, in your ministry, but also he was preparing my life to transition into this ministry. We just didn't realize. And it's pretty clear to me that God brought this together. 
Um, I'm literally working on a video about prayer right now. And the more I think about it, the more it's like, this is just the, such a clear answer to prayer. There's no reason to doubt that God mm -hmm. was doing this. So I'm just so grateful for that. And, uh, and then I, I don't know, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and from our side, so we, we kind of started with this vision and this idea, but had absolutely no idea what that looked like. Like we didn't have the five step process and, you know, we do this and then we do that. And so literally like every step that we're taking with you, Matt, is we're just figuring it out as we go, right? Even that that Zoom call, that most awkward Zoom call that I think <laughs> I've ever been on when we're, we're both trying to figure out what each other's here for and kind of all those things. And, and the Lord was in that. He, he just really broke down those, uh, those things that, that let us share exactly where our hearts were. And then you could see God working in this. Like it just blew us away about where you were at. And that, I mean, Matt in Ottawa, like we had no connection whatsoever. Like there's nothing, right? There's no connection other than this one little post on Facebook. And yet the mm -hmm. Lord's brought us together. And it just like every step was like, wow, Lord, this is exactly what we were thinking and praying into. And of course, on your side as well. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. Like, like you said, you kind of every step we're, we're learning a little bit more and a little bit more. And, and so Matt, you started. You started with us July 2021, and you moved to Scotland in September of July or of yeah. 21, and started kind of support raising it in there. And then you were fully supported by the start of January, yeah. start of yeah. 2022. Yeah, right? I mean, it was a crazy yeah. wild ride of just kind of explaining to people, I'm not pastoring at this church anymore. It, I am moving to Scotland. And by the way, I'm going full time into this like YouTube channel thing that you've seen me, you know, playing around with for a few years. So it was a, it was a lot of transition, right. but a lot of people got excited about it and decided to come on board. And it's been, yeah, about a year and a year and a half, not quite of, you know, actually working full time at it outside of that fundraising process. So yeah, yeah. it's been incredible. It still feels yeah. some ways like I'm I'm kind of getting traction and figuring out exactly where God is leading this, but uh, it's incredibly exciting. Sure. Yeah. And maybe mm -hmm. you could just talk to uh, like a couple minutes on what Truth Snack is, like what your passion is, what you're serving, how the Lord is kind of leading Truth Snack. Yeah. I'd be happy, happy to do that because I started Truth Snack not because an employer asked me or not because I was doing it for finances is really a passion project is, mm -hmm. is the right term. Um, Truth Snack primarily mm -hmm. is about journeying with doubting Christians toward confident faith. I'm passionate about that because I have journeyed through doubt. Uh, significant doubts. I've considered walking away from the faith. I have questioned whether God is real and whether the Bible is God's word and whether Jesus rose from the dead. I've gone through those big apologetic questions but also I've experienced significant uh, pain from Christians. I've stopped attending church for times in my life because I just couldn't handle being rooms with other people who represented something that had hurt me so deeply. So um, I love journeying with those people because I think there are a lot of people who are heading towards the door. And I think it's worth um, being yeah. a person who before they exit, just say, hey, let's talk about it. And they're going to say, well, I think this, or I'm doubting that. I'm, I know, I know, I know. I've been there. I've thought that too. It's okay to think those things and to be wrestling through that. But I want them to hear someone who understands what they're going through, who is willing to say, I, I know what it's like, but I do believe there is a way back to confident faith in Christ. And I'm not just going to say that and then drop you or hand you a, a pamphlet, but the vision of Truth Snack is to actually journey with those people to have conversations, and ultimately to equip individuals, but also ministries and churches to do a better job at handling doubt in the church, because it's not a question of when, really. It's, mm. or, it's sorry, because it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. There are people in every single congregation on the planet who wrestle with significant doubts about Christianity. And so, uh, so I, I just like, I just can't believe I get to do that. It's uncomfortable work, as you can imagine, but I'm pretty committed to sitting in that uncomfortable place because I think when we are honest 
uh, and willing to sit there with people. I think that there is resurrection. There's new life. There's so much good that can come of going on that pilgrimage. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. And, and it's been an amazing year of ministry. Uh, we've seen some great things uh, from True Snack. And uh, Matt, we'll, we'll kind of we'll circle back, kind of talk about what, what you got coming up in True Snack, how people can connect with you, how uh, partners can support you. Um, so, but, you know, we're, we're journeying with True Snack, kind of we're in 2022. And we're like, wow, Lord, you know, we, we said it a couple of times, you, you've kind of given us a softball on this one, right? Like Matt is like the, per, the perfect candidate. How how can we yeah. not kind of hit it out of the park uh, with him? And so, uh, you know, it, all praise to God for that. I mean, he, he gave, yep. gave us that. And so mm -hmm. we're, we're praying into who that next person is, who the next person to join PTA go and, and mobilize. And, and so Matt says, Hey, uh, have you, have you checked out Mike McGarry? Uh, he's out of Boston and made us pause. Like, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> exactly. Who? And uh, Matt's like, yeah, you know what? You guys should should maybe get together for another uncomfortable Zoom call. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, sure enough, we had a call with Mike. And uh, and Mike, maybe you can talk about what was happening with Youth Pastor Theologian and with you kind of leading up to to when we met. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the Zoom call being quite so uncomfortable. No, so, so Matt, right. thanks for taking that one for the team. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. I'm just thinking I really want like a, a oh, what's that show? Uh, the Science Theater where like the two people give their commentary as they watch movies. I, I want a, oh, yes. a live stream of that. Zoom call with you guys. Yeah. Let's give him commentary. Okay, so yeah, right. in this scene of the Zoom call, we were thinking this, this. right? Yeah. yeah, I think it that would be been, really entertaining. Yeah. It, it was like be. it was like mental chess, but we weren't actually on opposing teams. It was like, no, what are right. you about? What? Are, and then we were like, oh, we're friends. We're friends. Yes, I love yeah. that. Um, yeah. So I started youth pastor theologian about two years ago. And mm -hmm. um, I've been a youth pastor for um, about 18 years currently. I, I've gotten my, my doctor of ministry and ministry to emerging generations. I've, I've written a few youth ministry books. And so, yeah, my, my heart is in the, the nerdy theological side of youth work and passing on the faith to the next generation um, and giving students a faith that's big enough for them to grow into. Instead of just giving them a, a kid-sized faith that they're going to outgrow pretty quickly. And so, yeah, it's been a pretty lonely 18 years, uh, to be honest, because theology and youth ministry haven't historically gone very well together. Um, those aren't usually things that people would naturally pair together. So I get a lot of kind of strange looks when I talk about <laughs> theology and youth work. And so I I'd just talked with enough people who kind of said, yeah, there's really no interest in that. And I just come thinking, surely I'm not actually as alone as I feel like I am. Mm -hmm. There must be other theologically minded youth workers. And so um, I, I came across this ministry called the Rooted Ministry a number of years ago and uh, met uh, a lot of other gospel-centered theologically minded youth workers enough to say, look, there is, like, I, I'm not as alone as I always thought I was. Hmm. Um, and so I started Youth Pastor Theologian as as another place to really just focus in on the role of theology in youth ministry. Ruta does a, a whole bunch of things, and theology is one slice of that pie. And hmm. so I said, I just want to drill down on that one area of, of ministry to youth and just really focus in on theological engagement and just asking these questions like, what actually is youth ministry? Like, biblically speaking, is there any foundation for having a youth group and having a youth minister. And so I wasn't really sure where the website would go. I, I thought that it would just be a blog, honestly. And then it just kind of started picking up traction and was moving along and people were reading my books that the publishers kind of kept saying no one was going to read because <laughs> no one's interested in reading and no youth pastor is interested in reading theology books. Yeah, people were picking it up, and um, I'm just growing increasingly convinced that maybe youth workers don't really engage in theology because there's not much out there for them to grab onto. 
So kind of, yeah, talked with Joey Malloy, who uh, heads up Canadian ministry called Implementa, which does uh, youth worker training. And so he had read one of my books. And so we talked and he was like, hey, yeah, you you should meet this guy, Matt, who does these apologetics videos called Truth Snack. And uh, you guys should just connect with each other. And so I just followed Truth Snack on on YouTube. I don't remember if I shot you an email or I don't exactly remember how we got connected, but it, it was through Joey. And then Matt and I talked and he mentioned about PTA and hmm. said, yeah, I'll introduce you guys. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor PTA. Like, Everyone's always yeah. like, fine, I'll <laughs> well, talk to you well, if I have just, to. <laughs> well, because I, so I was, even when, when we first talked, I, yeah. you, you guys know, you really had to persuade me to be open to even considering leading youth pastor theologian full time. Oh, I okay. didn't want to do it. Oh, interesting. Um, I okay. wanted to continue serving as a full-time youth pastor and to just lead youth pastor theologian on the side, maybe consider dropping down to part-time at my church and leading youth pastor theologian part-time. And you were the first ones, frankly, to put it in my head that it actually could be a possibility to lead youth pastor theologian full-time as like my actual yeah. ministry ministry. Um, so prior to that conversation, like it honestly wasn't even an option on the table. From our side though, when we're talking to you, I can, I can distinctly remember feeling like this guy is passionate about this. Like, like there is a passion in there that you don't often see for someone that's just kind of like, it's like a hobby or something on the side. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. this guy is really passionate about this. I don't know, Scott, if you, if you recognize that too, it just, it really hit us. Yeah, no, that, that very much struck home. And I think oh, the other, some of the other things going through our heads were, and just, just also drawing on, on experience in, in ministry, knowing how difficult it is to maintain two passions at the same time. And I also remember listening to Mike, and again, coming out of pastoral ministry myself, hearing the the signs of, you know what, he's got these passions, but but they're they're really demanding more. I think more of him long term than is sustainable. And I also heard him say he had a family, and that's mm. when, <laughs> in my mind, I just thought, I you know, uh, this vision for ministry sounds so compelling, and the need is so great long range i just can't see it that yeah. that it would it'll flourish as a side pursuit uh in yeah. addition to everything else and and i, I just realized you know the the demands of pastoral ministry are great and um so that's yeah that's where i think our our encouragement came from considering you know what if if uh if this is really a mission and a vision that god's given to you consider this that that if he wants it to be, you know, if he wants this to flourish, he'll supply a way for that to happen and um, consider that as a, as a vocation. And you were right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, I mean, at that stage of the game, Youth Pastor Theologian was, you know, we were publishing two articles a week and we were introducing a third feature of a, a Friday review with a... Um, a weekly roundup of like the top articles from the week for youth workers to read. So we, we basically had three articles a week while I was just doing this on the side of being yes. a full-time youth pastor, have two teenagers, a wife. Yeah. Um, so frankly, I, I was, I was staying up to like one in the morning doing youth pastor theologian for probably like four nights a week for yeah. a solid year and a half. Wow. And it was just killing me. Yeah. So eventually I kind of got to this point of realizing, okay, so I can either be a halfway decent husband and father, or I can be a good youth pastor, or I can lead youth pastor theologian well. I can do two of those three things. Which am I not going to do? And my family was the one who was taking the hit more than the others. And I just really wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah, I was I was feeling convicted about that, and that realization happened 
right around the same time as our first conversation. But our conversation together was the thing that really spurred on like, okay, so maybe I could actually do this. So then I mentioned it to my wife, Tracy, and I was like, she's going to say no. And then that'll just free me up to say no to these guys. And that's fine. It's very kind of them. But this isn't going to happen. It's not realistic. It's not responsible. It's not fill in the blank. Um, and so I mentioned it to Tracy and she was like, yeah, let's do it. This is the time. <laughs> and I was like, great. <laughs> That's you were supposed to be the faithless one to say no, not me. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and I remember you talking about, you know, what you were putting out for youth pastor, theologian and a youth pastor and a family. And I remember leaving some of those calls and Scott and I going, oh, Mike can't go on. Like, it just, it isn't something that's sustainable and just, you know, praying into the Lord, being able to kind of reveal that to you. Um, you know, lots of similarities between Scott and Mike, two kids, uh, wives that are teachers, uh, both pastoral ministry kind of stepping out. And, and what I love about PTA Go and what we're doing here is a lot of the things that uh, those that are joining us are going to face are things that we've faced before, uh, especially, you know, when it comes to support raising and things like that. Uh, we just, we have that experience. God has the experience of living, leaving ministry mm -hmm. with a family, right? Like, like that's a huge, huge decision. And, uh, and so, uh, it's just amazing to see how God, uh, God can work in that. Um, it's so funny Mike's, though, that yeah. when, when it's funny, when Mike tells that story too, though, the other similarity is for me in that position, uh, it was also my wife <laughs> who was kind <laughs> oh, of really? the first green light. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. In my own case, I had already stepped out of pastoral ministry. I, I, that's all I knew at the time was that it was time for me to conclude ministry, my ministry role, pastoring the church that, that we're in now. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know much else beyond that, and then I was looking for a pathway. I, I, honestly, I was looking for organizations I could join. Uh, I was kind of hitting brick walls and it was, it was my wife who said, you know what, maybe that, maybe, maybe this means God's calling you to start something on your own. And that was the green light I needed. Uh, like if, mm. if that, if she had not said that, I would not have gone down that road for lots of reasons. Um, lack of faith is maybe one of them, but, uh, but anyway, that was the Lord knew that's what I needed to, to be the, the first prod and it, but it wasn't the only prod and, and I won't. You know, I think part of the grace of God in helping us take steps of faith is that he He pushes us across the line when our faith isn't quite sufficient to, to take the next step, but he gives us yeah. a little bit of prompting along the way. Yeah, that's, that's neat to hear, neat to hear the backstories. So, Mike, uh, as we are videoing this uh, at this time, you're you're now starting the journey for full time support raising. Um, so, part of and, and what was nice with Mike was that we we kind of gone through the steps with Matt. So, poor Matt was our test case, and he kind of <laughs> our guinea pig, our poor guinea our pig, guinea pig, <laughs> as we're working through that. Uh, so, but what prepared to answer Go does is uh, we take. Uh, people that have a vision for ministry. And so hopefully our listeners, our audience can see that both Matt and Mike had these passions from God that were very different, very individual, that they had a passion that was coming from themselves, that this wasn't something that, you know, like Scott had said, he was looking for an organization to join. Neither one of you were looking for an organization to join. This is something God had been working in your hearts for a while and a real passion. And almost like an entrepreneurial spirit to it, that this is something different, something unique. Uh, and so that's what gets us excited about it. But what we want to do at PTA Go is then equip you and resource you to take these passions and make them full time. And so uh, part of what we do is, is you'll join us at Prepare to Answer Go and we will help you with support raising. So we'll support you while you raise that support. 
uh, will also walk together with you. Uh, so in community, we have staff meetings and so everyone joins together as, as staff and we can support each other through the support raising process, but just through ministry too. Uh, like Scott had said, you know, we're coming up to 10 years of ministry. And so we've, we've kind of been through a lot as starting out. And, and so something that we can help those that are looking to start full time with that type of thing. So, Mike, you've passed with Theologian starting out with support raising. That's kind of where you're at right now. Maybe you can kind of fill us in on how that's going. Yeah, well, it's only been going for about two weeks. So (laughs) it's it's just, it's very fresh. Um, Fundraising is different than what I expected. But I'm excited about the relationships and about the conversations that I'm having. I'm really encouraged about Mm -hmm. what's coming up ahead. Um, and so, yeah, just talking about the mission of Youth Pastor Theologian and helping youth workers think biblically about what youth ministry is and training them to teach theologically with confidence. And those two things really being the core of what what we do uh, with Youth Pastor Theologian. And so it's just, yeah, it's really exciting uh, to get, e- I just got an email a few days ago from Germany. Uh, the whole country emailed Don't, me. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I got an email from Germany, from like, Germany. It's a, like it's a person. Yes. Um, yeah, I got a youth, a, a youth pastor in Germany emailed and just said, hey, I've always kind of had this underlying question of, you know, is is youth ministry actually biblical? And so your books have been really helpful, and I've been reading Youth Pastor Theologian and really thankful for that ministry. And so I've had emails like that from... Yeah. You know, people in, in Germany, in Mexico, in Cuba. Some of our most faithful readers are actually in Cuba, which is awesome. You know, wow. Brazil and Austria, wow. Australia, UK, yeah. Ireland. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, so the Lord's just doing something really exciting here, and I'm just considering myself along for the ride. Yeah, just trying to just having the opportunity to talk about that. And about what what the Lord is doing and raising up a, a fresh generation of youth workers globally, who are hungry for theological resources yeah. um, that are accessible to youth, because mm-hmm. there's lots of good theology out there, and there's lots of good theology that's even well written now, which is yeah. really great, but it's still just a bit out of reach for your normal high schooler, definitely middle schoolers, right? So how do we help youth workers to translate what they learn in the classroom? Or maybe they haven't had formal theological training and they don't want to teach heresy by accident, right? Um, So like, how do we help, how do we help just normal youth workers talk about serious biblical theological issues with wisdom and with pastoral care? Um, we're not trying to make theology professors in the youth room. We're just we're trying to be faithful youth pastors who are giving students a faith worth holding on to and growing into. Yeah, yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, what youth pastor theologian is going to grow into and how uh, it'll be used to to further the kingdom. Uh, so for Truth Snack, what do you have coming up, Matt? I know you've you've finished a series on encountering God, a great series. Encourage our li- listeners to go back. Um, yeah, really well done. Uh, so yeah, what's happening with Truth Snack? What's what's coming up? Uh, oh, well, I don't want to correct you, but we're actually not done encountering God oh, yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we have, you haven't Sorry, finished but... encountering God? What? God, yeah. what? It turns out you just keep encountering and encountering. You just keep going. <laughs> okay. um, but, but we did, I, I did finish more recently, uh, specifically as a little mini series on how to discern God's voice, which is, of course, connected to this broader category of encounter. So we've been doing that since September. We've been exploring encounter with God and how that anchors our faith during times of doubt. A lot of doubters, once those doubts hit hard, start to think, have I ever really heard from God? Have I ever really felt God's presence? Have I ever really seen a prayer answered? And those questions become powerful. And a lot of people go, I I don't know if I have. Um, So Mm -hmm. we're exploring what that would look like uh, if, if we knew how to encounter God and to meet with him. And, uh, and how that might anchor our faith. And I think it does anchor our faith when, even when we have tough questions to go, but you know what? There are some things that I cannot deny that uh, God is real. So mm, anyway, yeah. so we're exploring yeah. that. And uh, that's looked like looking at how to hear God through the Bible and outside the Bible and whether that's even allowed and how to discern God's voice. And I'm working on a 
Yeah. An episode, uh, an episode right now about prayer and, uh, and when we feel discouraged or we feel like prayer is kind of pointless, is God going to answer anyway? So we're exploring that. And, uh, and the dream is for that, this whole year of research and exploring to kind of get compacted and put into a series that ministries can use in their face-to-face meetings. Last May, I released a series called Faith, Doubt, and Everything in Between, a three-part series where we're just discussing doubt in ministry groups. And that series was downloaded a couple dozen times in Canada and the US and the UK and a little bit of Eastern Europe and, you know, people downloading from all over. And it was just so encouraging to me to know that these conversations about doubt are not just happening with one person sitting with their phone in the living room, but that they're happening Mm -hmm. in ministry contexts with youth and young adults and adults who love Jesus and love them. So the feedback from that has been incredible. And, uh, and I just realized, you know, that has to be a central part of what Truth Snack does is to just equip the church broadly to do this well. And so taking another yeah. crack at it, but now this time through the lens of encountering God and how we do that. So hopefully before the end of 2023, a new series will be out as well, specifically to empower those conversations to happen face-to-face mm-hmm. in churches. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I was, I was telling Matt the other day, uh, my son was in Sunday school or in youth and they were playing one of uh, the truth snack series. And my son said to the guy beside him, he's like, I know that guy. He's like, there's no way, you know, that guy. And, <laughs> and my son's like, I know him. His name is Matt. And then literally the next minute it's like, I'm Matt Belfay from truth snack or whatever the case is. Guy's like, no way, you know that guy? He's like, yeah, I know him. <laughs> like, I think all you up, have so. to do is shoot with a camera at 1080p and people think you're some kind <laughs> of celebrity or something. It's really, it's really not that crazy <laughs> to make yeah. a video, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's wonderful. Um, so maybe, Maybe just to kind of finish up, guys, uh, Matt and Mike, uh, if if you were to be speaking to someone that's that's kind of doing a passion project on the side and kind of thinking, you know, I don't know if this is for me, what what would you say? I mean, you were both kind of in that space where you know there was there was a passion project, something that God had laid on your heart, um, and you know, if you're speaking to someone that's thinking, I don't know if I could take this full time, I don't even know if this is really for me, what what would you say to them? Yeah, my, whenever I get asked questions like this, like, should I go into ministry or should I do that? I generally follow what Jewish rabbis say and say, if you can do something else, do that. Okay. (laughs) Right? Like, um, I think sometimes we romanticize things Mm -hmm. that we look, look really beautiful and attractive and glorious. So if it's hard, it demands a lot of sacrifice. It demands a lot of your guts, um, but God is faithful. And so trust the Lord. But if, if you're, if your whole heart is not in it, uh, I would just say like, if, if you're choosing between doing something else and doing something that will kind of demand your whole self, you really got to know um, this isn't something that you can just move on from or whatever. But for me, it was a matter of if, if I didn't trust the Lord in following him, um, with, with this opportunity to, to work with you guys, not only would I look back 10, 20 years from now and be filled with regret and wondering what if mm-hmm. I, I would also have had a really hard time calling students to walk by faith and not by sight when the main reason that I didn't do it was fear. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Matt, how about you? I think we just need to close in prayer. Like, I don't know. That was well said, Mike. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess I could, I just want to reflect back what was already said, which was that, Mm -hmm. yeah, we, vocation is a fancy word, but really comes from the word like voice, right? That's what it is. Like, it just really does have to be a sense of calling. And I think there's, yeah, a real beauty. I, I, you know, let's praise God for our stories in which we were doing what we felt called to do. And then God decided to make that possible in a new way. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. 
And for those who are doing the pat, like, so what Micah said is about like, just following God's voice. That's, that's it. And I, I know because I live on YouTube a little too much, probably like that. If you're pursuing something that isn't driven by your desire to see the kingdom expand, if you're, if there's stuff in you that is driven by the desire to see your kingdom expand, um, it's just, Mm -hmm. it just kills you slowly or quickly. It just kills you. Um, but but I think what's so beautiful about this collective story that we share and that we've told today is that as God was calling different people in different ways at different times all together, um, something has come alive. And I think this is what it looks like when the kingdom of God spreads and Christians like get excited and empower each other to serve the Lord. So there's something so beautiful that almost cannot be captured in words at how this story has come together. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, I think you have to be kind of in awe of that, uh, if you have a passion project and just see what God's going to do with it. Yeah. No. And, and you know what, what a great place to end, uh, Matt. Thanks for that. Um, for our listeners, for our audience, uh, that want to continue to join us on this story. Uh, there's ways to support us, uh, and these ministries. Uh, so we have links in this video to our PTA Go website, uh, a new website up if you wanna check out how you can join in either supporting or becoming uh, that next ministry partner. Uh, So you can join us at Prayer Dancer Go. And also we're gonna have links to Youth Pastor Theologian as well as for Truth Snack if you want to join and support these guys in their missions, uh, use their material, um, spread the word and grow the impact uh, for the kingdom. So thank you for joining us, and until next time, God bless. All right, so that's been our special introduction to Prepare to Answer. Thanks for listening to this podcast, and thank you for being amazing youth workers who want to lead theologically rich and thoughtful ministries to students. If the vision of Youth Pastor Theologian is compelling and resounds with you, uh, then we would love to have you as one of our ministry partners, Um, whether that's through financial giving uh, or through prayer. uh, We would also be happy for any introductions to any individuals in your church uh, who you think may uh, be willing to give generously, uh, or if your church would be willing to become a youth pastor, theologian partner, um, and to take us on, on possibly under their missions board. Uh, you can learn more about that sort of partnership at youthpastortheologian.com backslash support. Uh, there is a short intro video that you could show to your missions board and a letter that you can share with them there uh, that'll introduce them more to what Youth Pastor Theologian is all about. And it's been really encouraging to hear from global youth workers all around the world. I recently was talking with a youth pastor, uh, with a pastor in Singapore, uh, consulting with them about how to help their church reach the next generation. Had conversations in Cuba and in Mexico and Australia and uh, all across the UK. It's been really exciting uh, to see the global reach and the global span of what's happening here uh, with our efforts Uh, to help youth workers pursue biblical and theological depth in their ministries. And so if you would like to come on uh, as a partner, we would love to talk with you about that. So you can learn more, youthpastortheologian.com backslash support. So for now, thanks for listening to this special episode, and thank you for leading students towards the cross.